There's no place like Maine in the summer. Now in its second year, the Maine Summer Adventure Race, taking place Saturday, June 24th, will bring racers to some of the most beautiful parts of the Mid-Coast region. This year's 10-hour race is the USARA Regional Qualifier. The race will be point-to-point and feature off-trail orienteering through pristine forests, biking on Maine's beautiful back roads, an optional mountain bike leg, and a navigationally challenging sea kayak route. For those looking to try out adventure racing for the first time, the three-hour race is designed specifically for beginner racers and for those looking to get the entire family outside for a day in the woods. Both courses have been designed by members of Strong Machine Adventure Racing. All proceeds from the race benefit the Mid-Coast Conservancy, a land conservation and environmental education nonprofit. For more information or to register, mainsummerar.com. And now on with the show. Okay, Jimmy? Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. With my usual cohorts here, Jimmy Jimmy Lee, right there. That's Jimmy tasting the microphone. And Stevie being the good bird sitting in my lap. A little bit to talk about this week. I guess many of you know, well, probably most of you know, Primal Quest had to postpone for a year. Uh, apparently, not enough teams to cover the costs can't really blame them for not wanting to lose a bunch of money so uh, i think a lot of you know that uh that primal quest is kind of my uh home race so to speak the first race that i was involved with covering and shooting producing in 2009 in the badlands so kind of a bummer i guess is the best way to put it they uh, plan on Coming back in 2018, but yeah, it's uh, we'll see. You know, it's after that. Uh, I think may, people might be a little gun shy. Uh, hopefully, they'll work it out with the teams and uh, make everybody as happy as they can be with the situation. So, um, I will uh, reach out to Maria and see if she wants to come talk about it, but uh. I understand she may not so we'll see how that goes and the other thing is um boy it was kind of uh, nobody in north america cared about expedition africa um, which is too bad because it seemed to have been a really good race but uh, with nobody from uh from uh, u.s or canada racing in it i guess that just uh, that's enough. <laughs> Racing in it, I guess we just uh, don't care. Not to mention there's a little uh, little overload because the dot watchers were really busy with um, Raid Galicia and uh, that. So maybe next year races can be spread out a little bit more and uh, we will be more interested in Expedition Africa over here. Not to say that there wasn't some good coverage. 
lots of good pictures. Um, AR Live did a good job. So, um, not blaming anybody, just an observation that didn't work for the North American people. So, then that'd be like all 200 of us. Um, so, anyway, that's enough of this. Let's get this show on the road and go do a little off course navigation. Ah, that's kind of a joke. Um, Go fast, take chances, thanks for listening, especially when Jimmy screams and blows out your eardrums. Hello? Thanks. Hey, Bye. Joe, it's Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm happy I didn't make my usual West Coast mistake. <laughs> for What's some, that? Well, for some reason, I always think that you guys are an hour earlier. <laughs> no, an hour oh. later. Anyway, where, I was... <laughs> where are you calling from? I'm from uh, South Dakota, so I'm mountain time. Oh, but, yes. But several times I've uh, interviewed people in on the West Coast, and I'm like two hours early. So <laughs> No worries. Well, you, you did it correct then. <laughs> Finally, yeah. I always tell people it's easy, it's easy for me to figure out the time-wise when they're like New Zealand or, you know, Croatia or someplace, but that Pacific, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, all right, since I've been doing this, who are you? Um, as in what? Who am I as a racer? Well, who are you first? What's your name? What is your name? <laughs> My name's Joe Harder, and uh, I'm the team captain for Off Course Navigation. So, and you guys are all in, uh, California? Actually, no, we're, uh... We're a team all over the country. Um, we have a few of us down here in SoCal, um, and then we have one team member that's up in the Bay Area. We have one team member that's in Denver, Colorado, and one team member that's over in New York. So how so, how did you become a transnational team? How'd that <laughs> work out? Um, well, it started out with a, a buddy of mine and myself doing a couple local races. And last year, um, or actually 2015, we qualified for nationals. So we started a quest to find a third team member. Um, once we found a third team member and, and we won the men's open division, um, we said, hey, this is pretty awesome. Let's, let's take on the co-ed division now. So we started just kind of putting our feelers out there and uh we ended up finding a couple local females um through our mountain bike club and um through instagram and then actually steph bishop she commented on one of our pictures and she's over in new york and we said yeah if you ever want to race you know we're always looking for another female and so she ended up doing nationals with us last year and also a couple of uh three-day races so it just kind of uh kind of worked out the way it did and but we ended up having eight team members last year and we were all over the place well it's, i think that's kind of nice right because nobody can do everything so that, that's a nice group to have exactly yes so are you guys able to ever you know get together other other than races ever do any training camps or do you just uh everybody does their own thing and come together and hope you like each other um for the people in SoCal, we do get together every once in a while. Um, uh, 
the I'm actually heading up to the Bay Area tomorrow um, just on just to go paddle with um, Dave Edwards, who's uh, going to be doing the World Series with us. Um, so yeah, I'm going up there just to go do a paddle lesson with him. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't make it out to New York too often, yeah. but um, Steph is is a beast of her own nature there. She won the world's toughest mudder last year, so she's quite motivated in uh, training. So that's never been an issue on on that aspect. But so, well, if it was, you'd get rid of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's the the SoCal Southern California adventure race scene? Because you know, conventional wisdom is it's like, why isn't there more racing in California? You know, um, my buddy and I looked into hosting our own race down here, and it was very frustrating trying to. Uh, get permits Mm -hmm. and and when we did finally have a couple of the uh, local parks say that they'd give us permits they were very strict on trails only um, no off-trail travel no cross-country travel and then the uh, the prices for the permitting were very high Um, it the overhead to get us going for that first race would have been extremely difficult um, so that was kind of the big turnoff for us. And, you know, he and I didn't want to invest a bunch of our own money into something that maybe would break even probably most likely we would be losing money on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a shame that there's not more races down here. I mean, we definitely have a large public and there's a large outdoor community. Um, and there's some great areas. It's just, with all the the laws and the litigation, it's it's hard to do it. Well, let's face it; you've got a a lot of people wanting to use that resource, so I guess they can, the powers that be can do whatever they want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and like here in South Dakota, where you know I, I live literally on the most populous popular trail in Western South Dakota, the Centennial, and if, if I see. 10 people a year on it that I don't know. That's a big year. <laughs> so Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It's uh, I always tell people when they ask me how I like SoCal, and I say that geographically it's great, but uh, the population is a little too crowded. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you, you read the you know, mountain bike magazine and road bike you know, stuff, and it's like, it's just such an awesome area. It's like, why can't oh, yeah. adventure racer being there? Yeah, I'm I'm at the base of the San Gabriel Mountains, and I mean I have days and days of trails that would take me over multiple mountain ranges, you know, at the, you know, a couple miles away from my doorstep. But uh, yeah, to get a permit and go do a race up there is pretty tough. Where? All right, two part question. Where's your favorite place to go? We'll, we'll say mountain biking, and where is the most? Maybe not the best mountain biking, but the coolest place to go to. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, I I haven't traveled too much for mountain biking, um, you know, a few races and that kind of stuff. I did uh, some mountain biking out in Cincinnati, and I'd have to say the Midwest and, and Cincinnati area was surprisingly really amazing for mountain biking. Um 
I, I moved out there for a year and I was kind of bummed thinking it was going to be flat, but the nice rolling hills, it, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun going out there. So that was quite a surprise for me. Um, well, but I mean, specifically, huh, specifically in Southern California, because is there any, like a really cool place that nobody goes knows about that's maybe not great mountain biking, but it's a fun place to go? Um, you haven't boy, found it yet. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't found it yet. the The trails that I normally go on um, are right up north of Pasadena. And they're quite popular. They mm-hmm. actually have a uh, shuttle service that'll shuttle you to the top of the mountain. Um, so a lot of guys do downhill runs, and then um, there are the few crazy cross country riders that'll ride up and then down. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a there's a few hidden parks here and there, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But um, Benelli Park definitely offers some good single track. It's it's a tight course, but mm-hmm. you can make it loop around same with fontana but they have a a race series out of fontana that they do oh probably a dozen races or so every year and so i mean it with so many riders down here it's definitely a uh i don't think there's any trail that hasn't been explored okay okay. i'm going to um shoot i don't remember the name of the podcast but it's a comedian who blindfolds his friends and takes them to different places mostly in the la area like these really really strange places and they talk about it um, uh-huh like abandoned buildings and and uh like there's a place on the ocean where like the whole neighborhood is sunk down like 40 feet so, oh wow i'm gonna i'm gonna put that podcast in the show notes and then you're gonna have some homework to go check out some of those places <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds good <laughs> You didn't know that you were going to get homework, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm kind of going on about this because I find the L.A. and Southern California are really interesting. Um, yes. Just being a mountain guy, that that's so much different. I just I keep thinking, man, if I could just go and spend like two weeks just just wandering around, that might be kind of fun. But. Um, most people well, would say, let's go to the mountains. And I'm like, no, let's go to L.A. <laughs> so. it, um, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of wilderness area around L.A. I mean, the Pacific Crest Trail is um, just up the hill from me. And that, you know, yeah. do a lot of day hikes out on that or take that all the way down to Mexico. And So there's definitely a lot of uh, areas. You just The only downside is it takes an hour to get out, out of the population. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. But I think that's kind of, for a lot of people, it takes a little while. I mean, that's just, true. just because I have a 109-mile trail 25 feet from my front door doesn't mean everybody does. Right, right. <laughs> so, You're kind of lucky in that sense. <laughs> it is. It's true. But then, you know, I don't get to go to Hollywood premieres like you do all the time, right? Because you live in Southern California. <laughs> right, right. I was on the red carpet yesterday. Didn't yeah. you see me? Yeah. Oh, oh, I did. Yes, I was watching the live stream. Yeah, um, yeah. So, are there any other cliches about living in Southern California that I haven't hit? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, not, you're, not, you're at the beach every weekend, right? Uh, no, actually, there was a great website that I saw when I was moving out here a few years ago, and it was uh, all these terms 
that you'll hear Southern California people say, and one of them was the beach, the place that's only 20 miles away, but you never go to because it just takes too much effort to get out there. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, I have to say that's true. I've only been out there half a dozen times in the last three years. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. Yeah. That's a long trip, right? It, it is. Uh, 20 miles could take 20 minutes or it could take an hour and a half. You never know. <laughs> So when friends or family come to visit, is there one place that they they want to go? What's the tourist spot that you have to take them to? Oh, you have to go to Disneyland. Oh, well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Disneyland's awesome. Uh, Universal Studios, it, definitely the theme park. We have that covered. Um, I had my niece and nephew and family come down. We went to Legoland down in San Diego. So the, the theme parks definitely will will entertain you for a day. Um, going out for a hike is always another favorite. The beach is, is a good thing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I've got some things I want to do when I come visit you. So, <laughs> so. Um, all right. What? Oh, yeah, adventure racing. Maybe we should talk about it. <laughs> um, Maybe. <laughs> so, all right. What's your backstory? How did you become? How did you get to the point where I thought maybe I should have you on the podcast? Um, started with mountain biking. One of the race organizers did a uh, adventure race and signed up for that. Convinced a convinced a friend who had never mountain biked before to do it with me, and um, we ended up winning the six hour. So of course I was instantly hooked, and that was my new sport of choice. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, it just slowly grew from there. It went from six hour to a twelve hour, and then uh, we qualified for nationals. Did nationals, won the men's open division, and so it just uh, kind of sucked me in. And and now that's my whole devotion, um, trying to run the team and get you know sponsors and and that whole thing uh, set up. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a second second job in a way, but you know it's something that I'm passionate about and. And look forward to doing so. Yeah. Well, I often say that uh, there's nothing worse than being successful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you start out. So, um, well, so where where you you moved to California? Where did you start your adventure race career at? I, I started in Cincinnati, actually. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Topo Adventure Sports. They have a six hour and a twelve hour mm-hmm. um, every year in September. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a. I think it, isn't that area fairly strong in adventure racing? I mean, you know, kind of the whole Midwest seems to be now. But in the- um, Cincinnati, there's only that one that one adventure race. But if you go over to Indiana, um, the Mission um, Dino Adventure Sports, mm-hmm. they have the Mission Adventure Race, um, an 18 hour race, and then. Down in Kentucky, they have the uh, un, what is it, the unbridled series. So, so that's uh, yeah. Kentucky also has a strong, strong adventure racing. So there's definitely a lot of races. I'd say within four or five hours of Cincinnati. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Hello. That's just my phone going off. I'm so professional. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so. What do you think about your big upcoming race? 
it's it's going to be a challenge. Um, we've uh, three of us have done a three day race. Um, one of one of the team members has done the Cowboy Tough before. Okay. Um, so it's it's definitely, I mean, a length a race of that length is definitely going to be a challenge, no matter you know who you are. But um, we're we're definitely putting in some effort now, knowing you know farewell that or knowing that we're going to be struggling out on the course. But we're we're looking forward to it. We're definitely uh, excited to be out there and and be racing with the best of the best and see what we can do and and how well we can hold on. So was it kind of the team goal to to do an expedition race, and it just just turns out that. You know, world championships are handy, or did you specifically you know want to do worlds? Well, we um, we talked about doing a World Series race last year, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work out with timing and with uh, the race budget and everything. Yeah. So we we skipped those races last year, and then when they announced that Worlds was going to be in the United States, we said, "Hey, you know what?" This is a great opportunity to be able to get into a um, high quality race that's, you know, fairly close to home. So, you know, even though the cost is high for the uh, registration and everything, it, you know, at least we're not traveling to another country. Yeah. Um, so it, it was kind of one of those things that it just happened that way that Worlds was also, you know, convenient and, but we're, we're excited to be, uh, managed to get a wild card spot for it. So how how feverishly were you punching the button, or did you wait, um, did you wait till there was a few more spots? No, we had two of us online at the registration time of ten a.m. We both filled out the form, and you know, just in case one guy's computer decided to freeze up or something like that, and we had the form filled out in about a minute fifteen, and he the other guy's the one that hit the submit button. Um, so we, we were planning, we had talked about it. We had marked the date and the time on our calendars and, um, we were planning, had literally practiced, you know, putting in our information. (laughs) So that's a good team effort. That says a lot. I think it, it took a lot just to get into the race. I know there was a lot of people that were, uh, you know, disappointed they didn't get it and I would have felt the same way. So it, uh. Yeah, we definitely were struggling, or or not struggling, but definitely trying hard to secure a spot. Yeah. So how long did it? How long before you knew that you got in? Was it right away or? Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, I thought we'd get an email the next day, but uh, the other uh, gentleman, Jim, he he goes, "No, I, I just got an email saying congratulations," and I didn't believe him, so <laughs> I told him to forward it to me, and and once I read it, I was like, "Oh, I I think." I think we actually got it. And uh, <laughs> then we got a follow-up email a couple of days later saying, hey, you need to register your team. And so it's like, oh, yes, I guess we did get it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was exciting. Um, exciting in a good way or exciting in a, oh, now what are we going to do way? <laughs> no, exciting in a good way. We, um, we had our team. Uh, we have a backup that um, is going to be able to go if, if – a backup mail anyway and uh so yeah we're we planned ahead and and got everybody organized and ready to go and so it's uh 
we're definitely excited about this one. Um, you know, I know it's a huge undertaking, but we're we're hoping to go out there and and definitely uh, stay near the front of the pack and hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, obviously you got to have some goals. You got to have the what it, you know the excuse me if everything goes great goal, but what right. What will you consider a good race? And I, I, I like to know, you know, okay, you get you guys could win, let's say, but maybe you won't. But you well, know, our, when it's all said and done, what will you say is, oh yeah, that was a great race. What will make you say that? Um, our goal as a team was we wanted to complete the full course. Mm-hmm. So. It, I, the people that are out there getting first, second, and third are, you know, world-class teams that have been doing many, many races. Um, I only have a dozen races under my belt, so the, you know, their experience level is much more than than mine. So to be able to stay up in the the top five would be incredible. So we we tried to set more of let's not race the other teams, let's race the course. And so our our team goal is to finish the full course. And uh, not get short course by any you know dark zones or anything. Um, but all in all, I'd say if we finished the, the course, even if we did get short course, if we finished, everybody was healthy. You know, we all finished on our own power. Um, it's it's going to be a good race no matter what. Yeah, I think really what. Guess what? To finish first, you first got to finish. Never heard yes. that before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Um. <laughs> so, you know, we we don't know a lot about the course or race or anything, but right from from what you know, what are you looking forward to, and what are you like hoping maybe you don't have to do? <laughs> what oh, are you man. not looking forward to, <laughs> or what do you think is going to be really hard other than the whole race? Uh. Well, I'm looking forward to the ropes. I, I always enjoy a good ropes course. Um, so that, you know, I hope uh, I hope they have some good rappels and traverses and stuff like that going on there. I'm probably uh, probably not looking forward to the hours and hours and hours of paddling. Um, I think that's a weak sport for a lot of people. But uh, you know, definitely been training, but that's uh, that's probably you know, our weakest area. So they yeah. tell us that we have a 70 mile canoe out in front of us. It's, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of why you're going to go do a little kayak training? That's why I'm going up to go do some kayak training. Yeah. See if we can, uh, definitely been working on it a lot more. If last year, I think my training involved going to the races and then going to nationals was my training last year. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Trying to uh, trying to you know get in a kayak a, a few times a month. Yeah. Well, I, the good thing about that kind of training is that's what everybody does pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but um, yeah, I think that's could be key. And then of course you got the weather. You know, you, you might have heard the the wind blows in Wyoming. So. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the. Uh, some of the uh, wildest kayaking I ever seen is on Wyoming Lake. So <laughs> you get some uh, pretty good whitewater out there, huh? The first year, and I don't 
first year, second year. I, they they all run together. There were literally four foot white caps. Oh, ouch. It, I mean, I honestly there were when kayakers racers when they came off the water that that said we thought we were dead. Um, yeah. And the problem is, is that it comes up all out of nowhere, and then you know if you could get to shore, the sun went down, and fifteen minutes later, the, it was glass. So, um, wow, yeah. So that's the one. Yeah. That's the one good thing. Usually, except for last year when the wind didn't quit all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, and it's hard too because the the kayaks they normally give you or the canoes are such a. Um, it's like paddling a piece of plywood through the water. You know, they're not very dynamic. They're not very uh, fast boats. So yeah, it does make it kind of hard when the wind picks up because they they really get pushed around. Yeah, yeah. the The only good part is everybody has the same boat. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is frustrating at races when you're in a sit on top ocean kayak and everybody else is in a surf ski just paddling <laughs> on by. <laughs> yeah, that's you know. Maybe you don't have an opinion on this, or I bet you I'd guess what it is. But I've heard people say, well, why can't we bring boats, our own boats? Um, you know, we can bring our own mountain bike. But right. I think boats are the it, one area where a good boat is so much better. It is. It is. And and I can kind of understand where people are coming from. Like, you're bringing your own bike, and... A ten thousand dollar bike is going to be a lot better than a two hundred dollar, you know, Walmart special. But at the same time, the, you know, can you imagine the travel logistics trying yeah. to get a out there? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a twenty foot surf ski. Are you going to ship it? Or are you going to, you know? And some teams just can't afford that. So yeah. I I agree that evening the playing field between everybody is probably the best bet. Because a mountain bike is a mountain bike, you know, whether it's 21 pounds or 30 pounds, it's still going to overall behave the same way. Yeah. Whereas a $5,000 kayak and a $100 kayak are going to be completely different. Yeah. I used to do a race. It was a run time run time trial and then paddle on the Yellowstone okay. up in Billings. And, and literally the... Um, Categories were based on boats. So, oh. I mean, it, you know, they put all the recreational kayaks together. They put the expensive kayaks together. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay. Well, good. We don't have to argue about boats. <laughs> hard, <laughs> hardtail or full suspension? Oh, man. Um, I've been on a hardtail ever since I started. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I'm probably partial to that one, although I have test ridden a couple full suspensions and does make the downhill a lot nicer um but you know i've 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 learned to adopt you know a different riding style on the hardtail to uh i may not go as fast but it it is nice for the climbs you know you're not bobbing up the hill (laughs) yeah and let's face it most adventure races you're on you know two track or gravel roads true yeah, you don't even need a really aggressive tire either. It's uh, a lot of it is, you know, fire road type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real food or gels and goos? Gels and goos, no. Okay. Definitely not. Um, those just make me sick after a few hours. Uh, I do do uh, 
a mix of my Camelback called Infinite Nutrition. Um, and that is a, a carb electrolyte protein mix. So I've actually done a full 30 hour race mm-hmm. where I ate one, one granola bar the entire 30 hours. The rest of it was off of the powder. Yeah. Um, and I was full at the end of the race. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. it was, it was quite amazing. I, you know, per water bottle, you've taken in 250, 300 calories. And so there's no, no wrappers to deal with, no food to deal with. You just keep drinking and hydrating and you're feeding yourself while you go. So that works great for the, the 30 hour race. Obviously for multi day, I'm, I'm probably going to do some real food. Yeah. Um, yeah. just because it's nice to have something in your stomach. Yeah, real food. You want to be really grossed out? What's that? We used to do, like, when we do Leadville, the 100-miler, uh-huh. um, literally would would tape, like, 20 goos to the bike and eat a goo every 20 minutes, and that's what oh. – <laughs> that would be it, literally it for the whole day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And people wonder why I'm the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm like I'm like playing this game. So Mac or PC? Oh, Mac. Ah, good man, good man. <laughs> All right, this one you might get wrong, but I'll won't I'll forgive you. Uh, Canon or Nikon? Oh, you know, um, GoPro. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a point and shoot kind of guy. I'm not a not a fancy camera guy. So, yeah. so although I'm getting away from GoPros and using the Osmo, much better camera. But really, is that a waterproof no it's um it's basically uh a camera head on a gimbal and you use your phone for a screen and you just can do a ton of things with it so got good good sound but but still gopros on people so yeah yeah that works pretty good um okay um uh, east coast or west coast rap Go with West Coast because I live out here. Okay, makes sense. So, um, so off cor- off course navigation. Where do where do you what do you see the team doing? I mean, you're putting a lot of effort into this team. What do you want to do with it? I I'd like for it to just continue how it is. Um, you know, it'd be great to get a few sponsors. Uh, I know getting sponsorship is pretty tough nowadays, but It'd be great to get a couple sponsors and be able to go out and do a few uh, a few races a year. Um, we actually partnered with a charity this year, um, the uh, Children's Skin Disease Foundation, and so we're donating fifty percent of all of our sponsorship to the uh, charity. So I'm trying to take our our um, team name and and. Our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Since we're doing worlds and, you know, getting the publicity for it, we're trying to take that and maybe raise a little bit of money for this charity. Um, you know, try to, try to give back. Um, but you know, all in all, it's, it's a fun activity for me to do. It's great people that I get to hang out with. Um, great podcasts that, you know, I get to talk to people. So (laughs) It, uh, I'm having fun with it and if I can keep it going and, and have something to do besides just my normal nine to five job, then I'd be much happier about it. Yeah. So you just kind of keep the team, you know, six, eight people or do you want to 
maybe get a you know a little bit bigger bigger group to draw from. Uh, I mean, it would be great to have a, a couple more people. There's obviously some people get injured, some people uh, you know can't make all the races. Um, you know, we we might cycle through a few people here and there that might not race this year, but they may race next year, kind of thing. Um, but you know, it's it is kind of nice to have that close uh, group of friends that you can share stories with and. You know, years down the road, you're still, hey, remember that one time? It uh, It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, – stories are so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they they all seem to start at about 3 a.m. on day two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, I got to ask you my stock question. Your, okay. Your uh, best six hours and worst six hours of adventure racing. Uh, worst six hours – I was doing the Happy Mutant Adventure race up in St. George, and we had finished. Uh, it was our first multi-day race, so we didn't know what to expect. We're kind of, you know, trying to figure it out. We had finished uh, two full days. We had just started night number three. We we're having a tough time finding the waypoints. We're running into other teams that are having a tough time too. Just, I don't know what wasn't lining up, but. Um, it uh, the temperature was definitely below 32 degrees um, for the past two nights, and uh, I started getting hypothermia. And the last two miles of trying to walk back out to the main highway so I could get picked up by a car was that probably took a, a couple hours to go two miles. Um, you know, middle of the night, just freezing, couldn't get warm. Uh, my my teammates started shedding off all their jackets and giving them to me. So now there, one guy was walking around in just a long sleeve shirt, and it's 25 degrees outside. Mm. Um, so that was probably my low point. Is I had to I had to call Toby and ask him to come pick me up on the highway to because I was I just, I was done. Yeah, um, it's really was hard to come back from cold. Yeah, it is. It is, and it. And if it was the first night, it's one thing, but it was the third night and just, you know, so motivation was just getting less and less and just couldn't pull through. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, that's kind of a good lesson to learn to sort of uh, find the limit right there. I mean, it is. Did well, you, I mean, did you bring, yeah, did you, did you embrace it as a lesson eventually? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely taught me that, hey, I'm not invincible. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I do have limits. And if you want to be able to finish one of these races, you need to pay attention more to what your body's telling you than just, you know, the outside factors and getting through the race. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. My wife, like most, most of the listeners know that she's even more nutsy than I am, but... She always tells herself in a race, well, this isn't going to kill me, and keeps going, you were actually at a place where it might have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th I think the correct answer to your that question was, yes, it might, so maybe I should take care of myself. Yeah, that's, uh, that's normally the last thing on my mind. You know, it's all about how yeah. can I go faster and, you know, keep pushing. But, yeah, yeah at, at that point, but at that point, I wasn't even thinking straight. Yeah. All I was yeah. thinking about was being in a warm environment. <laughs> yeah. 
And then it takes I mean, how long did it take you to be warm? Um, well, they put me in a vehicle, and they brought me back to a transition area. They put me in a vehicle and uh, left the car running. And I would probably say it took me a full 30 to 40 minutes to stop shivering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably a full hour before I actually was, you know, like coherent enough to to be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I hate when you get that cold is how tense your body gets. Yes. It, it, it just yeah that that you just want to suck your whole body into your rib cage or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was pretty bad. But it was the the last night, so we I ended up going to the hotel, getting a ride to the hotel, and then the um, the other teammates they rode their bikes and finished the race out and met me at the hotel. So that was the probably the best night of sleep I ever got. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's always a silver lining. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, okay, we'll go to your, go to your best six hours, but you pass the adventure race test. Everybody knows their worst before they know their best. So, (laughs) well, I mean the, the best was probably, um, I didn't know it was my best until afterwards. And it was, uh, it was winning the men's, division at the nationals race it was our first 30 hour race um we paired up with uh jim hebert and so we had never raced with him before we had no idea he would he showed up to the airport in a walking cast um <laughs> so to do a 30 hour race so my buddy and i uh, julian he we didn't know what we got ourselves into, you know. It's like we're we're doing a thirty-hour race with this guy that's in a walking boot, um, but we went out there and the race was just fantastic. We were having fun. Uh, we weren't worried about where we were placing. We weren't worried about how the other teams were doing. We had our screw ups, but they were never they never got us down. And we just the whole team kind of solidified during that race and just you know we just worked as one unit and it was. That was probably, you know, that was a good 23 hours, not just six. Um, So, yeah, and then to put the icing on the cake when they uh, said that we won afterwards, I mean, that that was just an amazing feeling. Well, that's pretty cool. But does that tell you something about um, not stressing out about racing? It does. Yeah. It does, yeah. If If you're having fun, you know, and... I've learned that with a lot of the races. Every time I try to be serious, it never seems to go right. But, <laughs> yeah, if you can just relax, have fun, and just do it because you want to do it, definitely is uh, much more enjoyable. Yeah. It kind of can be hard to do, though, when you go to a, a race and, like, we're just going to have fun. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I tell people that's the one thing I don't miss about not racing is is yeah. that – I well, don't know, day just, before. It's, it's just like you tell yourself you're not going to sprint off the starting line yeah. of a 30 hour race, and what do you do? Yeah. First 100 yards, you sprint. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody should just say, let's go as hard as we can for five minutes and then just stop and regroup. Yeah. And then you won't yeah. feel bad about going as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you, what's your kind of average training week? These, you know, bike a lot, run a lot. And and do um, you are you structured? Are you a heart rate guy or a let's go over the next ridge guy? 
No, I'm more of a uh, go over the next ridge kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my weeks are kind of dependent on my work schedule. Um, but I'll I'll definitely get on the bike uh, a couple times a week. Um, I would say my biking is stronger than my running, so I've been trying to do more runs than bikes. Um, and then I'll change it up. I'll do some mountain bikes, some road biking, you know, because I found that the road cycling definitely changes your cadence and, you know, your endurance. So it's it's nice to get the, the difference. Um, and most of our mountain bike trails out here are 8 to 10% grade straight up. Okay. So, okay. you know, it, to go do 10 miles, it takes a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely change it up and then uh, go hit the gym when I can and to supplement and yeah. So so kind of kind of normal average adventure yeah, I mean, racing no, training. Nothing crazy, nothing you know. It's not like I'm out seven days a week. Uh, you know, some weeks I might get in a few activities. Some weeks I might get in five or six. Okay. Um, it's I keep it pretty casual. I try not to make it run my life, although some my wife will tell you <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> so, um, okay, that that reminds me of a question: Is there some things that your teammates know about you that your wife doesn't? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have don't don't tell me what they are. Nobody wants to know what they are, but. <laughs> I, you know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but, um, you know, they've, the, my teammates have definitely seen me in some of my worst moments, probably, uh, you know, on a multi-day race. So, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just things that what, what goes on the trail stays on the trail. Yes. So, um, well, kind of want to wrap this up even though everybody knows I'll have a whole bunch more questions but I've been asking a bucket list question I hate the term but let's uh bear with me so you get to do one more adventure race and that's it anywhere in the world and you got to pick three teammates and you can't be anybody you've raced with so where do oh, you want man. to go and who do you want to race with um. Oh man. <laughs> well, I I'm kind of stuck because I'd love to do a race out of country, but I'm I'm going back and forth to uh, you know, whether I'd want to do something over in Europe or something down in the uh, South Pacific. Um, I mean, obviously, God's Zone just got over a couple months ago, yeah. and. That's an amazing race. Um, I hear it's going to be a 10-day race next year, which that would just be amazing to go do. Yep. Um, and 10 days because it takes that long to see everything. That's what I think is going to be cool. Yes. <laughs> so so um, as far as people to race with? Mm-hmm. They can um, be racers, ex-racers, you know. Well, I mean, uh, I won't say his last name right, but Nathan from Seagate. Nathan Fave, yep. Yeah, it would be amazing to race with him just be just to see the experience and see, you know, how he does everything. Yeah. Um that would be pretty cool. Yep. Good choice. And, um I've uh I've talked to my wife about dragging her out to doing a race just so she could see what I do. Good choice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would be fun. Although I think at hour 30, she might try to kill me. Um, <laughs> well, we'll assume that she's trained for it. Yes. <laughs> um, and a third person. You know, I, I don't have anybody specific in mind, but I would just say the next generation, oh, you know, yeah. find, find somebody that's, you know, getting into the sport and, and take them out and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be the next generation that keeps this, this sport going. So it'd be fun to have somebody out there. My buddy Julian that I raced with, he, uh, he had never done it and he's about, I don't know, eight, eight or nine years junior to me. And, uh, so it was kind of fun going out there and not that I was his mentor or anything, but it was definitely fun to, to go out there and, you know, kind of be in charge and, you know, show them the ropes and show them what I've learned and that kind of stuff. So I actually, I, I really like that, that team. You get the grizzled old veteran and Nathan and he'll appreciate that. And yeah. And then in the new generation. So, yeah, that, that team has my seal of approval <laughs> and that and a nickel will get you a cup of coffee at wall drug here. So perfect. <laughs> um, are your friends tired of you asking, Hey, you should, you should try adventure racing. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really push it on them too much, mm-hmm. but I love sharing stories and I'm sure they're getting tired of the stories, but they always seem to keep asking, you know, Hey, where, where'd you go last race or what'd you do? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, uh, you know, but they have their things that they like to talk yeah, about. So yeah. do they like to hear the, the, 25 degrees on the third night or do they do they like to hear the when you won national stories uh more of the positive experiences <laughs> well then they don't want to be adventure racers <laughs> yeah exactly yeah them uh okay one this may be actually the last one do you have a piece of gear or something you know Clothing, something that you just have to have with you when you race, either because it really works well or it means something. Um, no man, there's so much gear that we use though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How to choose just one? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that there's anything that I just have to have to race with. You know, like a good luck charm or or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've gone through my fair shares of different shoes and different backpacks and different bikes and and that kind of stuff, you know, and you start to pick out your favorites, but, uh, I couldn't really, couldn't really nail down just one that I would say I I had to have. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's a legitimate answer. Um, but kind of in the same token, do you guys... And maybe you don't have enough expedition experience to answer this, but would you tend to be more let's go light, go fast, suffer a little bit, or would you kind of are you would lean to like maybe taking a little extra gear to be a little more comfortable? Um, no, we'll, we would probably take a little extra gear. Uh, you know, not not necessarily sleeping bags yeah. and a tent, but you know, if it's from my past experience, if it's going to be cold out at night, I'm going to bring that extra layer 
of clothing, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to tough it out. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I think carrying an extra pound or two of weight would, um, you know, it, uh, <laughs> that would be a smart thing to do. Yeah. The, the comfort just sometimes it's just knowing that you have it is worth it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times you don't even use it, but knowing that it's there and you know, it, uh, if you can take care of yourself on, the first few days, then you know you'll last for the last few. But yeah, um, how good is your team at transitions? We've we <laughs> we've had our good and our bad and our ugly transitions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, you know some sometimes we we can nail it and we just know what we need to do and get in and get out. And other times it's you know you're looking around where's so and so? Well, they're filling up water. Well. We need to fill up water too, you know. Like it just, yeah. yeah. For some reason, the organization just falls apart. Um, but we're we're trying to not necessarily, well, I guess give people more jobs so that way when we go into transition areas, you know, all right, you're on, you're in charge of this and you're in charge of that, and you know, let's work as a team to be able to get through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I've I've seen it I've seen it go both ways, and when it's a quick transition, it's wonderful. But when it's a slow transition, it's it's very annoying. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can you can tell how fast a transition is by how much they're talking. Yes, the fast ones don't really literally don't say a word almost, and so yes, so so maybe the motto of the podcast should be "Go fast and don't talk." <laughs> oh, that would be such a boring race, though. Yeah. How how exciting is it when you uh, happen upon another team and you get to tell your stories to somebody else? Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's nice when you're out on the race course because then you wait. How'd you find that checkpoint? We couldn't find it, you know. And yeah. and uh, you start sharing stories and and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, especially in the middle of the night. You see a set of headlamps coming towards you or something and and i haven't seen anybody for six hours and here's these random group of people are walking around the woods (laughs) so it is a good feeling it is all right i am going to go because clucky the bird here is ready to be done one of my (laughs) jimmy my co-host as i put it i was gonna say it sounded like you had somebody helping you out (laughs) yeah that's jimmy she's She's on my shoulder clucking, and then Stevie, my other one, sits in my lap. So, so. Oh, good. And then good I time. probably got a dog that wants to go out. So, um, <laughs> Well, thanks for the chat. Yeah, of course. It was good talking with you, Randy. Yeah, and we will see you in about 91 days. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I look forward to meeting you up there and, uh, and starting yeah. the race. Yeah. So um, – I tell people, and sometimes they do. But if you got any links you want me to add in the show notes, any any sponsors, anybody like that, just send them to me, and we'll get them okay. in. Great, thanks a lot, Randy. I appreciate it. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? I said. Cause you know
Cause it caught a mess around 